Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hello, and thanks for joining in for another episode. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you've been rocking with me for a while, first off, thank you and welcome back. I'm glad to have you here with me. And yes, I have to say it. If you haven't yet done so, be sure you hit that follow button on whatever platform you are listening to the show on. And also do me a favor too and share the show with some friends, family, colleagues, and coworkers. I'd love for you to tell some others to check it out. Now, I'm excited to have you here with me for today's topic, where I'm going to give you a bunch of tips on how you can be more productive and continue to move the ball and win each day. But first, let me just share a few other thoughts that have been on my mind. You know, it's hard to believe that it's almost the end of the year. And as I reflect back on the past 12 months, season four of the podcast, as well as this podcast offseason and everything that I've been doing, I've been thinking about a few things such as what are my plans and goals for 2024? How am I going to continue to show up in a way that allows me to grow and to evolve? And how can I continue to better serve and bring more value to you and to everyone who is a part of this Move the Ball movement? Those are just some of the things that I've been thinking about. If you've been a regular listener of the show, then you know that since the podcast inception, I've always ran this show in seasons. This year, I decided to switch it up and release some bonus episodes during the podcast offseason. I've appreciated all the feedback I've gotten on these additional shows. And if you haven't yet had a chance to check them out, definitely go do that. As you know, I tend to be very intentional and deliberate in the things that I do. And so when it came to coming up with content for these bonus episodes, I wanted to have guests on that came from very different backgrounds and had very different perspectives and insights to share with you on how you can continue to keep that ball moving. From a first round draft pick to a female fighter pilot to a marketing guru who worked with Mark Zuckerberg and he can help you not be an asshole while still networking like a mofo to a real estate guy who's brokered billions in his career. All of these bonus episodes that were released are just packed with a ton of value and perspectives and insights and tips. So definitely go give them a listen. And again, share those with others too. Yes, I have to drop that reminder. So please do that for me. Thank you. And so now here we are for this episode, which is a bonus episode technically. And sadly, it's the last one until season five. But don't be too sad. There are 304 other episodes of the show. So while you're waiting for season five to kick off, which will, by the way, be on Mark Your Calendars, it's going to release just like in prior years, the day after the Super Bowl. So while you're waiting, there's plenty of other episodes to go give a listen to, 304 of them. Yep, there's a lot. And if you've listened to the show a bunch, you know what? It never hurts to go listen to one that you like. Again, I do that with podcasts. I'll go back and listen to something because you always pick up something else the second time or the third time around. So go check out some episodes that you like too. 
Now, something that I focused on quite a bit this podcast season was I did a number of solo episodes on topics like career navigation, tips and strategies to accelerate your career, how to be an effective networker, how to create an organization that thrives if you're in a position of leadership. And heck, I even did a few audiobook style episodes from a couple chapters in my Dominate the Game book. And I also threw one in there that was an audiobook style chapter from my Move the Ball book too. So those episodes give you a peek inside of those books if you haven't yet read them. Again, go check them out. They're there for you and I think you'll enjoy them. And to make it easy, I've put links in the show notes to all of these solo episodes so you can easily give them a listen between now and the kickoff of season five too. No excuses. Now, before I take you through the productivity tips that I want to share today, I want to have you take a walk with me back to the Iron Bowl this college football season. Many of you know that I'm an Alabama alum. I know, don't roll your eyes, but I'm not bringing up reliving Alabama football stories just because of that. I will enjoy talking about them, but what I want to share really hits home on a very important lesson, which for me really ties back to the whole reason why I fell in love with the game of football when I was four years old. I get asked all the time, Jen, why football? And you may have heard me say this before, but as a kid watching football games on TV, it was those fourth quarter comebacks that drew me into the game. Yes, football is a fast-paced sport, but it was really these fourth-quarter comebacks that hooked me. And we see this time and time again, season after season. And it's a reminder for us to never give up. So let's go back to the Iron Bowl for just a minute. If you watch that game, Auburn was leading Alabama with just a few minutes left to go in the game. And this was a huge game, too, because for Alabama, this would be a season-ending game. If they lost, they would have no hope of a CFP selection. So it was third down, there was a botched snap, quarterback Jalen Milrow gets sacked, and now it's fourth and 31. So at that moment, I was watching the game, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be it, got to be kidding me. But when you looked at the stats for that particular moment, Alabama had a 0.1% chance of winning the game. And on that fourth down play was when the Milrow miracle, as they call it, happened, the ball gets snapped. Jalen Milrow had quite a bit of time to throw, and he threw a pass to the corner of the end zone. Isaiah Bond caught it. Touchdown. A few more plays go by, and Bama wins the game. Watching it live, it was pretty incredible to see, and that would not have happened if Jalen Milrow and the Alabama football players didn't have confidence in their ability to execute the play. And that's what I want to emphasize here today. It's not just about the never giving up. Yes, that's important, the perseverance, but it's also about the confidence. You have to have the confidence in your ability to figure things out and to execute. And so I want this to be a reminder for you that no matter how difficult things might seem at times, you've got to have that confidence and believe in yourself. So now let's fast forward, bear with me because I'm still on this Alabama journey for just another minute, but let's fast forward to the SEC championship. You know the outcome, Alabama was the underdog. And after that game, when they had pulled off the win, Jalen Milrow was being interviewed. And as he was being asked a question, he was just so emotional. He couldn't even answer that question. And the guy asking him, it said, forget that question. I wanna know what this emotion is about right now. And Jalen talked about how even when the world gave up on me, I didn't give up on myself. He then talked about his support system and how they had lifted him up throughout the season. 
So the takeaway for you is to remember that you don't need other people's permission or validation to pursue your purpose and to follow your dreams and to go after your goals. All it takes is that you believe And then what you want to do is you want to surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you, to push you, and to challenge you to get across your goal line. One last thing that I want to talk about that was said by Alabama, and I promise you I'm going to move on from talking about Bama after this, but one last thing they talked about when they beat Auburn and when they beat Georgia was how you have to finish this concept of finishing. You've got to keep the main thing, the main thing, and you make sure you finish what you set out to do. So remember, you've got this and your job is to finish what you started. And my job here with this podcast is I'm going to help you move the ball. And not only from bringing you positive energy and motivation, because that's important too, but also I want to give you tactical tips and strategies that can help you implement the right things so that you are moving the ball, making things happen and getting across your goal line. And that's why I wanted to focus today's episode on productivity stuff. You've heard me talk about this concept of managing the game clock. It's a chapter in my book, Dominate the Game, as well. And there I talk about we all have 1,440 minutes each day. And we have to be intentional with how we spend those minutes to be more productive and effective. We have to manage our game clock. So now I'm going to give you 10 things that can help you to get more out of your daily game clock. So the first thing is optimize your daily routine. You want to organize your daily tasks the night before. This reduces what I call decision fatigue, and it also streamlines your activities, especially in the morning. If you have a plan on what it is you want to accomplish and you've mapped it out the night before, then the next day you're ready to hit the ground running and the day after that, same thing and so on and so forth. And also when you have planned out your day, then it's easy to say no to the other demands on your time and it helps you not waste minutes by living in randomness and taking each day as it comes. When you are kind of in a survival mode and I'll kind of take the day as things happen, you're not going to be as effective as if you have planned things out. And so by mapping everything out the night before so that you can optimize your daily routine for the next day, you have a playbook for that day and you're ready to execute it. Now, that doesn't mean you won't have to adjust as things happen. Of course, stuff happens, but you've got that initial plan and you've got your priorities for the day. All right, number two, this next one is tied to planning as well. And it's about developing a personal energy management plan. What you want to do is you want to identify your energy peaks and lows during the day. Being self-aware is so important, not just from a leadership style standpoint and all of that and how you communicate with people, but also where do you have your energy peaks and your energy lows? This is going to be different for all of us, but it's important for you to know where these are for you. Then what you want to do is you want to schedule the most challenging tasks during your energy peaks. That's also going to help you carry that energy longer in the day because you'll be motivated and fired up because you got those challenging tasks done. So what it does is you're extending that energy a little more and you have some more momentum to continue throughout the day. Number three is to create a morning ritual. You want to establish a morning ritual that prepares you mentally and physically for the day ahead. This could include exercise, journaling, meditation, practicing gratitude, all of those things. For me, I have what I call the morning power hour. 
This is where I spend time strategizing for my business. It's not the tactical stuff. I mean, I will review what I've established or the priorities for my day in that planning because I did that planning the night before. So I'm going to review it in that power hour. But also I'm thinking more strategically for my business and I'm just taking time to think about what opportunities I might want to create, the goals that I'm working towards, ways that I can stretch myself, continue to push, et cetera. Now, what I'm also doing during that time is I'm also stretching and I'm getting my body opened up because when you do that in the morning, you tend to be more productive. And then I'm also, this is very, very important. I'm hydrating. Hydration is so important. And so I would encourage you to make sure you're checking how much hydration, how much water are you consuming, especially in the morning, because that's really going to get your body moving and your mind ready. So include that in your plan too. So that's my power hour. You want to develop a routine that works for you, something that you're going to do consistently to get you moving each and every morning. Now, number four is to practice self-talk every morning. This is something that I also do because what you tell yourself each day is either going to lift you up or it will tear you down. So I am going to challenge you to think about what are you saying to yourself each morning? Are you filling your mind with positive energy and positive thoughts? Or are you inserting doubt and negative vibes into the mix? I mentioned confidence earlier. You've got to bring that confidence through that self-talk. Remind yourself of your goals, why you deserve it, and then how you're going to crush it. That self-talk is so important. And I'm emphasizing this very, very important. You've got to do it. It will make a difference. I promise you that. And doing this every morning is going to help you set the tone for the day. Something that is helpful here too, is to create a daily mantra. What you're doing is you're developing a positive mantra or an affirmation related to your goals, and you're going to repeat it to yourself daily to get that motivation and focus going. As an example for me, you hear me say at the end of every episode of the show, I say, until next time, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Well, for me, that's not just a phrase that's at the end of a podcast. For me, that is my phrase. And so I tell myself that every morning that I am going to suit up. I am going to show up and I'm going to make sure that I move that ball. And that's kind of my thing to get me going. So you need to figure out what is the thing for you. Number five is something that goes along with practicing self-talk. This next one is called developing a mind-like water mentality. And this also goes with adopting a growth mindset too. What this is all about is embracing all challenges and seeing failures as opportunities to learn and grow. You want to be adaptable. You want to learn to flow like water around obstacles. And this mindset reduces stress and it also increases resilience. So the other thing to keep in mind too is a growth mindset. Yeah, you know, What it does is not only does that foster resilience and motivation too, this kind of approach if you apply it as you go through the day, it's important because we all know that life doesn't go as planned. And what we need to do is embrace whatever each day brings, and we need to remain committed to winning the day, no matter what happens. And having a growth mindset, focusing on this mind-like-water mentality is going to help to ensure that you finish the day strong, no matter what unforeseen things might happen or what things outside of your control happen. And I'm going to give you an example of this. I mean, no matter what happens, you're going to own the day and you're going to win the day. So I was doing a speaking event in Florida. This was many years ago. And I was talking about this and someone was like, well, when I get pulled over by a cop for speeding, that just totally ruins my day. 
And so what I said to him is, well, okay, well, were you speeding? He said, yes. So, okay, well, you were committing the offense that you got pulled over for, but okay, that thing happened in the morning, but what about the rest of the day? So yes, that sucked. Now you got to pay a fine and maybe go to traffic school and all that stuff. But you have the rest of the day to maximize that game clock and to make those minutes count. So no matter what happens, whether it's a speeding ticket or something doesn't go as planned or whatever it is, you're going to just continue to go with the flow. You're going to focus on what you can control and you're going to make sure that you win that day. All right, this next one is to create a not-to-do list. Have you heard of that one before? I mentioned the game clock just a second ago. Think of this one this way. Every time you spend one minute on something is a minute that you don't have to spend on something else. So as you assess what you are spending your time on, are you spending it on the right things? I want to take a look at your, remember I talked about being aware earlier? I want you to do an assessment. Take a look at your daily, your weekly, your monthly routine and those activities. What is it that you are doing that isn't productive? I want you to be very honest with yourself here. That's important. Identify those unproductive habits and tasks that are wasting your time. I want you to actually write these out, make a list of them. And then after you've written them down, look at that list. These are the things that you need to look at How do I avoid doing? How do I minimize so that I can stay focused on what matters? So as you're looking at that list, looking at what things can I cut out completely or what things do I just need to minimize and do less of so that I have more minutes available in my daily game clock to continue to move the ball. Now, let me share a simple example of this with you. All of us have phones, we all are on social media to varying degrees, but think about how much time you spend on social media, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or whatever platform, on X or Twitter, or whatever, right? How much time are you spending on that on a daily, weekly basis? There's nothing wrong with being on those platforms, but are you on it too much? Could you be doing other things with the time that you spend on that? So just do this for a week. Take an inventory of how much time you're spending on all of your social media platforms and write that down. And then look over the next week at how much time you've spent and then ask yourself, was that the most productive use of my time? I think you know the answer to that. But think about how much time should I be spending on that? And then you want to make sure that you're being disciplined and adjusting and limiting your time on those platforms so that you're freeing up time for other things. So create that not to-do list, start looking at the things again, be very open and honest and look at how are you spending your time. And if you're serious about wanting to move the ball and get to that next level, then I think you know that you need to make some changes and start removing some of those things that you're doing on that not to-do list. Take those out of your daily routine or your weekly routine. All right, the next one, number seven is time blocking. What you're doing with time blocking is you're allocating specific blocks of time to get certain tasks completed. These are dedicated chunks of time where you are focused on whatever that task is that you're scheduling the block for, and that's it. No phone, no surfing the web, no taking calls, unless you get a call that's an emergency, but this is dedicated time just for that task, just for you to finish that task and something else that is helpful too. So what you wanna do is you wanna schedule different time blocks throughout your day for those critical tasks. Something else that you should do is you should schedule in buffer time in your day. So you're planning for interruptions and unforeseen tasks by scheduling in this buffer window in your daily routine. So what happens is if there is an unexpected event, 
no problem. You didn't get something done completely this morning because of some unexpected outcome or unexpected events. Okay, well, you've got that buffer time later in the day. You're not jam-packing your schedule with so many things that you don't have time to come back and do that thing you didn't get done this morning because of something unforeseen that happened. So what this does is this helps prevent you from feeling overwhelmed because of unexpected events. So schedule in that buffer time. And I'm going to add on to this too. In your time blocking, make sure on a weekly basis, your time blocking time just for you, for your mental decompression. So whether that's watching TV in the evening or going to the gym or working out or spending time with family, those things are important too. It's not just about the hustle and the grind and spending the entire game clock on work-related tasks. So that's time blocking. Something else that I want to mention along with time blocking is Number eight, which is about batching similar tasks. So what you're going to do is you're going to group similar tasks together and tackle them in one go, one fell swoop. This reduces mental switching and it also improves efficiency. I'm going to give you an example here. So for me, when it comes to posting content on social media, well, first off, I've got my hand in many different things when it comes to my social presence. I am posting content on social media tied to real estate, tied to this podcast and promoting episodes, posting about both of my books, as well as the branding and career consulting and coaching that I do. So lots of things to write content on. And then I've also just got motivational messages and things that I'm putting out there because I want to bring positive energy into the space. So there's a number of types of content and topics I want to touch on. Now we're talking about productivity and efficiency here, right? And so in that spirit, some of the things that I do is, I'm sure this doesn't come as a surprise, not all of my posts are done real time. And yes, I schedule posts, which if you're a business owner or a content creator, then I'm sure you do too. And if you're not, I would encourage you to do that. So anyway, I schedule posts. Oftentimes I will time block for content creation, but I'll batch these tasks in the same time frame. So I might have a block to work on real estate content and then right there too in that big chunk of time, I'm also gonna have a block for working on podcast posts and then other posts as well, book posts, blah, blah, blah. So what I'm doing is my mind is already in this creative mode of coming up with posts and scheduling them. So for me, because it is the same type of work, tapping into creativity, yes, the subject matter is a little bit different, but it makes sense for me just to schedule it all at once and do it because my mind is in that mode. And so that's what I want you to think about is when it comes to your workload, can you batch tasks together and schedule them in the same time frame? Because that way you're not switching your brain. Your brain is still in that same function for a similar task. And so by batching similar tasks and scheduling it in the same time block, that's going to make you more effective and efficient. All right. Number nine is to limit email checking. I know this is a tough one, but you've got to avoid constantly checking your emails. What you want to do is set specific times during the day to read and respond to emails because you want to prevent constant interruptions. It's the same thing as when you are continually looking at your phone for notifications. What that is, is that's an interruption from the task at hand. You've got to limit those things. You really do. And this is something that I'm very, very disciplined about is I'm limiting my time checking emails, looking at notifications and all those things. Now, if someone sends you an email and it's urgent and you haven't scheduled looking at emails, don't worry. They will get a hold of you another way. They really will. If it is urgent, they will find you. And look, I'm not saying check your email once a day. No, but factor in what time intervals you are going to set aside for checking email. And that's your time block 
for going through email. That's the general rule. Now, you might be thinking, well, what happens if I'm waiting on an email from someone because I need something from them or they're going to give me some information or they need to finish a task or something? Okay, that's fair. Well, you can be skimming your email for that person's response, but you don't need to go through all the other ones because what happens is when you're doing that, you're checking out of your priorities and you're checking into the demands and the agendas of other people. Something that I do is I limit my email checking throughout the day so I can focus on the priorities that I've set. And yes, there are times that I will make sure to check email because that's important. But what I'll really spend time on is at the end of the day, that's when I'm going to carve out time to really do the email checking. And so I've gotten through all the things that are important for me, for my priorities, my important tasks. And now I'm going and I'm looking at the other things and I'm responding and checking in to other people. But I've done that after I've gotten the important things done that I need to get done. All right. Number 10 is to review and reflect daily. I think it's important to regularly assess your progress and spend a few minutes at the end of each day reviewing what you accomplished, looking at what can be improved, and then using this reflection and this time to plan for the next day, which comes back to the first productivity tip I mentioned earlier about getting organized and optimizing your next day and your routine. Again, something I want to emphasize is while we're talking about planning, this doesn't mean that things aren't going to come up or happen the next day. Of course they will. Things will disrupt your day, disrupt your plan, and that's okay. But it's important to have an initial plan going into the next day, and that's what you want to do that night before. And by reassessing your current day and how you can improve, that will help you plan for the next day. And then you take things as things happen you make adjustments to your plan that you're executing and you've got that baseline and then you just adjust as needed. All right, so those are the 10 productivity tips I wanted to share today. But wait, there's one more. I'm gonna throw in this other one because I also think it's important. And to use a sports reference here, this one is about adopting the defensive back mentality and learning to let go. As you've heard time and time again on the show with some of the NFL players that I've had on, we've talked about how you have to let go of the last play and focus on the next one. That's been a common theme throughout all four seasons of the show. That's the DB mentality. So in football, if you're a DB, you let the guy you're covering get a catch, make a play, heck, even score a touchdown. Well, you can't dwell on that mistake. You got to focus on the next play. That's the same thing we have to do off the field. You can't dwell on the failures or the mistakes or the outcomes that don't go your way. Nope, you got to learn from them and you move on. And dwelling on them only wastes time and energy and it's eating up those game clock minutes each day that you're trying to maximize. So while I bring this up because while it sounds so easy, I'm sure you can think of a time that either you or someone else that, you know, got stuck on some negative situation or outcome instead of just letting it go and focusing on where they would go from that situation. So again, something happens, it doesn't go your way. That's okay. Learn from it. Focus on the next play and let that last play go. So there you go. Start putting these tips into practice and I promise you, you will notice that you are becoming more productive and you're getting more of the right things done. The key here is to do them consistently. Consistency is key. Implement these tips and be consistent about it. Throughout this last season, I emphasize that I'm really focused on helping you to get stuff done and to make things happen because we're not just about moving the ball a little bit 
oh no, we're about elevating, separating, and really dominating in everything that you do. That's when it comes to business, when it comes to life, and most definitely when it comes to your career. And so you've got to be consistent to do those things. Now, I've already begun planning for season five of the show. I've been putting a lot of thought into the guests that I'm going to be having on and the conversations I want to drive to continue to help you to get to that next level and dominate over the next year. I'm really excited for this next season. And so what can you expect for season five? Just a little preview. Of course, you'll hear from some of the world's highest performers in the NFL space, but you're also going to hear from some very, very elite business owners very successful individuals in the entertainment industry, many conversations on how to continue to navigate your career, to push boundaries, and also to create opportunities. So stay tuned for that. Now, when I look back all the way to season one of the show, the vibe was very positive and motivational in nature, which the show will always have. But also, I want there to be tactical, actionable things that you can take away. I really focused on this in season four. And In season five, you're going to continue to hear more of that. You're going to hear about how people overcame career or business struggles, how they made missteps and rebounded, and so on. As you would probably expect, I've put a lot of thought into this next season so far, so I can't wait to come back and bring more great episodes for you to check out. I am definitely excited, and season five will be here before you know it. One other thing that I want to share with you is because I'm really passionate about people moving the ball in their career, I've created a new website of resources, free resources, by the way, for you to help you elevate and get to that next level and continue to grow. I'm going to continue to add to that site. So it's definitely a place to visit more than once to get a whole repository of resources when it comes to thriving and excelling in your career. Now, that website is www.thenextfirstdown.com. There's going to be a link in the show notes. Go check it out. If it's a little lighter on the content when you go there, that's because I'm still building out resources for it. But there's definitely some things to go check out right now. And if you like what you see, you can join my newsletter for more. But to access the content on the site, again, it's free. And I don't need your email. I don't need your phone number. I don't need any of that. It's just there for you to have. And again, all free too. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, you are so very much appreciated. And if you know someone who you think might benefit from this specific episode or any other ones of the show, again, please pass them along. I'm always thankful for those who share this podcast with other people. Once again, go check out the other episodes of the show that you might have missed. I've got some links to a few of those podcasts in the show notes. Again, mark your calendar for season five. It will kick off the day after Super Bowl. And if I can ever be a resource for you or you want to share how you are moving the ball and making an impact, go to my website, www.getinsidethehuddle.com and send me a note. You can always hit me up on LinkedIn as well. And if you're looking for a great book for yourself or for a friend to help them to continue to keep that ball moving, pick up a copy of either of my books, Move the Ball or Dominate the Game. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You are awesome. And I know you're going to continue to crush things. Okay, we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to getinsidethehuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. 
You got that? Okay. Until next time.